from what's on to what matters. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. In excess and mystify. And there were certainly a couple of games that mystified us last week in the NRL. I had a pretty good round, got seven from eight. Baz got six from eight and he joins me on the line now. Baz, the Tigers let you down. Oh, how close was I? Oh, you were bloody close, I must admit. There was, wasn't too many, um, <laughs> I was filthy on them actually. There wasn't too many people who tipped the Tigers and I'm still not sure why, but um, in the end they were. I was proven wrong and you were proven right and everyone else was proven right. But, um, but it was yeah, bloody look, close though, wow. Yeah, it was. They should have won the Tigers, they mm. just don't know how to win. I think they did like the Knights at the moment, they don't know how to win a game um, anymore. So it was a game they should have should have won, mm. seven of the Penrith players. Their best players, their origin players, all out. So, um, yeah, disappointing for um, Brett Morley that he probably should have had his first win. But anyway, that's uh, the way it goes. And the Cowboys. The Cowboys at home against the Sharks. You you would have expected a win, but for you know for a 26-12 oh, yeah. loss, wow. I know the Sharks did, are playing okay, but wow. We, we did talk about that mm. game as being um, a difficult one. And I think I went for the Cows because they were at home. Um, and their form has been terrific, but mm. um, the, shark, the sharks are the real deal—the real deal. I think um, mm. I don't know if they can win the comp, but they can certainly cause a few dramas, and they're pretty consistent. And uh, yeah, it was a, a big win for them up there against uh, a team that's been flying and been really hard to beat at home. So. Yeah. Good luck to the shark fans. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, last night we had the uh, the the St George Dragons unveiled their uh, team of the century. Some of them were expected. I mean, of course, it was full of immortals. Um, but uh, there was a few uh, a few of the current brigade that I was I was quite surprised didn't make it. Mark Gaznia was the only player from the modern era to uh, to have been named in the side. You know, with the likes of, you know Ben Hornby, Matt uh, Matt Cooper. There was no place for Steve Edge, Ricky Walford, Brad Mackay, Nathan Blacklock, Lance Thompson. Yeah, there was no no place for those guys who were such an integral part of uh, you know of the last I suppose twenty to thirty years of the of the Dragons. Yeah, look, it's difficult because because the Dragons have had such a history, and of course that eleven straight premierships. Um, you know, it's pretty hard to go past some of the players or a lot of the players that played during that that era because they were so dominant, and and they had so many, you know, Australian players, and and uh, yeah, so a little little difficult. The, the one that um, people have sort of talked about, um, maybe Brett Morris was another mm. one you didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, I think he, well, he's, a, he's what is he, third in the leading try scorers in the whole competition. Admittedly, he's played for a couple of other clubs, um, but he did play, I think, 18 tests for Australia while he was at the Dragons. So, um, yeah, look, um, I, I've got, I, I had a look through the team, um, no real surprises. Mm-hmm. Eddie Lumsden and, and Johnny King on the on the wings, pretty hard to go past those two. Yeah. Uh, I know they're locals, which helps. Um, but um, pretty hard to go past. And look, they're just—it's just chock full of stars, basically. And and uh, you know, there's some players that could probably feel a little bit um, hard done by or unlucky. But um, I, I certainly didn't have any um, complaints. I think the maybe the surprise was the coach. Yes. Yes. Probably because um, I'd never really heard of him. He, I think he coached back in the 30s, didn't he? And, and um, he never, didn't win a premiership no. at the Dragons when he was the coach, which was probably a little bit of a surprise. But um, 
Yeah, I, you look at Roy Masters, I think, was the chairman of the selectors of it, and they, they had a pretty um, extensive look at it all, all through the eras, and they all came together when, after picking teams of the eras and mm. to pick their um, to pick their final team. So there's always conjecture, Trace, when, like, you know, when you come up with those mm. sorts of ideas, and, and uh, I didn't have too many problems with it, to be honest. I know that Roy was the the chair, so it's highly unlikely that that uh, he'll be given the coach. But I was I, I I would have expected to have seen Roy Masters. I I don't. He's just so synonymous when it comes to to the Dragons, isn't he? Well, he is. Uh, but and such say, a brain. Chair, so he wasn't going to pick himself. Mm. Probably it would have um, would have looked a bit um, <laughs> a bit dodgy <laughs> a bit if um, if the chairman of the of the selection panel named himself as the coach. I mean, you look at um, Harry Bath won two premierships when he was coaching in the late seventies. When I was a mad Dragons supporter, I thought um, he he was the champion. But he's he was picked on the bench yeah. as a player, so maybe that sort of um, negated him having to be the coach. Or Norm Proven, I don't know how many premierships he won as a as a captain coach. So um, he certainly could, they could have gone with somebody else. I suppose they've just honoured another mm. person and gone back. Back and, and look, Trace. It's, I know my son said to me last night. Oh, look at this Dragons team. Typical. Mm. They've picked all the old fellas mm. and and left left um, some of the new guys out. And then I said, Well, it's pretty hard for you to judge when you didn't see all the old fellas play. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's that, that's what makes it so difficult to to compare eras and compare different players from eras. It's uh, yeah, it's always going to be a difficult thing, particularly with a club like the Dragons mm. that have been there for so long and had such a rich history. And it really is an incredible, uh, incredible side. So if you haven't seen it, the fullback is uh, Graham Langlands with his white boots. Wingers are Johnny King and Eddie Lumsden. Man, imagine if this actually could have happened. But the centres, Reg and Mark Gaznier. Wow, now that's a centre pairing. Yeah, my word. Mm. Um, Just amazing. Was, uh, obviously, one of the greatest centres mm. of all time, Reg, and, and Mark was a really good player himself. So. Yeah. And then 5'8", Brian Clay. We've got our halfback is Billy Smith, of course. Lock is Johnny Raper, the second rowers. Now, this is where we just start to get into the who's who. Norm Proven and Ron Reddy. The front rowers, Billy Wilson and Craig Young. I, could, I loved watching Craig Young play. I used to call him the barrel on legs because that's what he looked like, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did look a bit like a barrel on legs. Mm. And, and Rod Reddy, he's, he's my favourite player of all time. Really? Right? That's a big yeah. call. Wow. I I absolutely, absolutely adore, loved Rod Reddy. I know he was a controversial player, but mm. I was a Mad Dragons, uh, as a, I, as a I kid, was I was too. a Mad Dragons fan, mm. and, and he he's my all-time favourite player, still is. Wow. Hooker is uh, is Ken Carney. The bench is Harry Bath, Doug McRitchie, Neville Smith and Ian Walsh. And as we mentioned, the coach is Frank Berg. It is always tough, isn't it? I mean, we often talk about the immortals and we talk about, uh, you know, where Andrew sits in comparison to, you know, some of those uh, those great guys that we've seen, seen go around. It's a very different game now to what it was, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's the same as any sport, Trace. You can't... It's very difficult to compare... Um, and, and look, it's a bit different from, say, cricket, where you've got the stats that you can compare mm. off. Um, you really haven't got that in, in rugby league. And as you say, the game's totally different. Look, the game now is totally different from what it was in the late 80s, mm. early 90s. It's a, it's a totally different game. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible to, to compare eras in a lot of sports, but particularly rugby league. 
Well, we'll wait and see uh, what the reaction is to it. But uh, yeah, you, you really can't you can't argue too much, Baz. You really can't. No. They they are some legends of of the game. Now, getting on to the Knights, it's been an interesting uh, interesting last few days for the Knights. Uh, we've got confirmation that Tex Hoy is leaving. Um, Anthony Milford is headed to the Dolphins. How's our recruitment going? Yeah, well, I don't think um, I don't think they're too worried about Tex leaving. To be honest, um, I think. Um, he's leaving because basically there wasn't going to be anything there for him um, at the night. Uh, obviously, they wanted to keep Milford and were prepared to to go to three years to try and keep him, which I, I think was probably, in, in some respects, that they might have dodged a bullet with Anthony Milford. Mm. Um, I know they're desperate for halves, and he's someone that was obviously on the market. Um, and I think I wrote in a column a couple of weeks ago that beggars can't be choosers mm. at the moment because um, there's not much around. So that's why they were keen to get him, and they did offer him a three-year deal. But I just wonder whether how effective Anthony Milford's going to be in, in a year or two. Mm. Um, obviously, he's got ties to Wayne Bennett there at the Dolphins. I think he, he basically they shook on a deal before he even signed with the Knights. So it was always going to be difficult to ask. And, and look, he's, his, his wife or his partner and, and family from all up there. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't can't know. Can't Well, you, no, you can't. Mm. And I know there's plenty of people out and around. And I was sort of one of them initially when I first heard that he was going. That um, thinks that maybe okay. Well, if he's going, what's the point in uh, keep keeping mm. on playing him for the rest of the season? But I think, um, given the circumstances, Adam O'Brien under pressure. Uh, the club's certainly under pressure, and and uh, only a couple of wins. Uh, above the bottom team, uh, the Knights have got to keep winning. So they've got to keep playing their best team, at least in the short short term, at least for the next or the seven games to go. So maybe at the back end of the season, they might be able to uh, give a couple of younger blokes an opportunity um, looking ahead. But I think at the moment, they've just got to name their best team and hope that they can deliver, which they're not doing at the moment. They were completely and utterly outclassed by the Sea Eagles on uh, on Saturday night. It was uh, it was the Sea Eagles of old, wasn't it? They were impressive. Well, yeah, it was. Um, they weren't outclassed for fifty minutes. No, but true. Once once Manly got their nose in front and, and put a couple of quick tries on, and and that's been the drama with the Knights. They they got no resilience. They got no fight. Um, when things don't go their way, they drop their bundle, mm. and and that's what happened last week. They were, I thought at half time they were down at half time, but I thought they were probably the better side in the first half. And, and then they come out and score a try with um, with twelve men with Milford in the sin bin. They come out and actually score a try to get with to get within a couple, and you, you think to yourself, well, they're half a chance here, but then. Manly, you know, Cherry Evans laid on a couple of tries in, in a short space of time, and the Knights just thought to themselves, "Oh, that's that's it." So they put the cue in the rack, and which is what they've done, you know, in a whole heap of games this year. Which is the most disappointing thing that that they just haven't got any fight. Different story, Trace. If they're at, totally outclassed, mm. but they fight to the end, that that's not what they've been doing. Which is what's, you know, let their fans down really badly. Well, when you've only recorded five wins from 17 appearances, you're sitting 13th place with only um, you know six games remaining. Mathematically, we can make it, but no way. There's no way I'd be betting anything on the fact that the Knights will make the finals. 
No, there's no chance. Even you know, mathematically, okay, they they'll get they could if they won it won every game they could get to a point where they may sneak in, but they'd still need some other results to go their way. And and look, at the moment they're you know you, you'd bet that they might not win one game, let alone seven. So um, yeah, I don't think there's any any doubt in the world that their finals hopes are out the window. I'm yeah. I'm I'm more looking at the fact that you know we don't want them to finish last, mm. and um, that's a, <laughs> still a possibility if they don't turn their form around, if they don't you know mm. have a go for eighty minutes. That's the key. Eighty minutes. You play the game for eighty minutes. Uh, yep. You know, you don't you don't act like a brat and put and put the head down. You keep fighting, and that's what that's what Newcastle sides have always done. And you and I talk ad nauseum about this. That that's what Newcastle teams do. We continue to fight. We continue. Doesn't matter if we've got a you know a lower class side on, on the field. We continue to fight, and we fight above our weight. I don't know yeah, what's well, going on with this lot. Back in the back in the day there, where they lost. 11 or 13 or whatever it was in a row mm. when they were still getting big crowds to the stadium and they were, get, they were getting standing ovations from mm. some of those teams and, they, and that, Joey was playing back then so it wasn't like they didn't have decent teams but they were they were getting beaten and, and the crowd still appreciated the fact that they at least fought for the whole game and, and didn't get flogged in any game um, even though they were getting beaten well that's not happening this year unfortunately and and I don't know, something has to give. I hate to ask you this later. question because I, I don't like it, and you and I have, have you know, discussed this on many occasions that uh, we're not into coach bashing. But, you know, where does, where does Adam O'Brien sit now? Well, at the moment, he's, um, he's under pressure. I just, look, there's no risk about that. I, I still don't believe that he'll be sacked um, this year. But, I mean, if they lose their next seven games and they get flogged... Um, you know, on on several occasions, then then I can see some things maybe happening in the off season. But I, I still believe he'll be there. You know, for next year, at the start of next year. But um, certainly, if the club hasn't um, improved considerably on where they are now at some early point next year, then um, that's when the pressure will come. Now, as we've said before, Trace. Nothing surprises us in rugby league anymore, and and who knows what will happen. As I say, if the Knights lose their last seven, win the wooden spoon, and um, you know they they're not not performing in any game, then then uh, you know there's a big chance that something might give in that regard. But at this stage, and look, I don't know that, and that's the problem with a few of the clubs. There's not a lot of contenders out there mm. to replace anyone, mm. and um, you talk about. You know, Seraldo and 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 you know Cameron's obviously a highly regarded assistant coach, but so was Adam O'Brien when the Knights brought him in. He was the highly most highly regarded assistant coach out there. So you take a risk with um, with coaches, simple as that. And you know, you, you talk about Paul Green or maybe Shane Flanagan as the two established coaches that have won premierships. Nobody's touching them at the moment, which. I don't know why, but that's an indication that um, they clubs don't think they're the answer either. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I just think they've got to be they've got to have some stability. And I think the fact that he's led the Knights to the to the final for the last couple of years, um, he's got some brownie points there. But 
I mean, you ca- they can't keep performing like they've been performing, put it that way. No, they certainly can't. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking the NRL with the uh, Herald's Barry Tui. Let's race through uh, round 19, Baz. It gets underway tonight. It is the Eels taking on the Broncos. Talking about coaches under pressure, there are talks around that uh, Brad Arthur's under pressure. I'm not quite sure where that's coming from or how that's coming. But, uh, yeah, that's one of the uh, one of the hot rumours around at the moment. Yeah, well, I think the talks are around his management shopping him around, which mm. is quite bizarre. I, I can understand manage, managers wanting to, um, you know, cross the T's and dot every I. And in the in the case of this happening or that happening, then we know there's contingency mm. plans in place. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. But Brad mm. Arthur seems to be he's, he's under pressure most years. Mm. Um, Anyone who coaches Parramatta's under well, pressure. I, yeah, I think that's the mm. case, and it's a bit like the Dragons. No, uh, he's under pressure now too because they've lost a few. Um, so it's just the clubs. I think they're so used to being up there, and and poor old Parramatta have been up there, but haven't got past the second hurdle basically in the final. So uh, until he until he does that, then uh, he's going to continue to come under pressure. Look, I've tipped the yields in this game, but I, the Broncos are going great. Um, surprising, you know, they've surprised everyone this year and. And if Parramatta aren't on their game, um, then they'll get a shock in this game too. But I, I just think at home, then I think the Eels might just mm. get away with it. I agree with you. I uh, I tossed about that one as well, but I've uh, I've gone with the uh, with the Eels. In fact, you and I have matched um, every every tip this week, so that's a bit concerning. Um, I don't know what's going on. We can't agree on things. Something's wrong. <laughs> The um, the next game is Friday, 6 o'clock. It's the Dragons taking on the Sea Eagles. It is a home game for the Dragons. Um, I've gone the uh, the Sea Eagles, though. Yeah, I've gone the Sea Eagles, too, but not with a massive amount of... Con- and, look, the Dragons have been playing great, but uh, Jake Tarojevic is out with COVID. Uh, I think they, they might have someone else out. I'll skip some memory who that is, but um, he's a big out for them. Um, but... I just think, uh, I don't think the Dragons are going well enough. Um, you know, if everything's equal and and they produce the sort of form that they've produced the last couple of weeks, then, then I think Manly probably get away with it. And I think they're just going to continue on that run with uh, with DCE and Foran in the halves. They, they're just, they're clicking. They're, they've just really started to click those. Well, they've got to continue on that run if they're going to make the top mm. four, haven't they? I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. We've got the Knights at home to the Roosters. It is the uh, the Friday night game. Man, I don't give the, the Knights any hope whatsoever against the Roosters. I think the Roosters are going to come over the top of us in a big way. Yeah, it'll be a big upset if the Knights on current form if the Knights won this. The Roosters, as I suggested last week, sort of they're at a point mm. where they've got to, um, they're still outside the eight. They've got to keep winning. Uh, got some big games coming up. They've got a game against Manly, which could be crucial to the final series pretty soon. You know, they've they've got to win this game. And their form in the second half last week was uh, sensational. They they just piled on the points and they got... Uh, they lost a few players. Um, their injuries situation, they've, you know, they've, they've been as hard hit as the Knights have in the past two seasons. But um, they got Luke Keary back for one. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm thinking that the Roosters will win. I just hope the Knights can uh, put up a, a decent fight and, and uh, make a game of it. But on recent form, I've got my doubts. Yeah, me too, sadly. Very, very sadly. Saturday gets underway at 3 o'clock at uh, GIO, GIO Stadium in Canberra. It's the Raiders taking on the Warriors. Uh, Ricky's got to have this one, doesn't he? 
Raiders will win. Yep. Mm, yeah, I think that's a lay down, Mazaire. The next one is, uh, again, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, it's the Panthers taking on the Sharks. The only reasons I've gone for the Panthers is because they've got their uh, their guns back. They're also at home, and uh, it. Uh, I just I can't see them losing. If they could still win by two points over over West with all those guys out, surely they're going to beat the uh, beat the Sharks. Yeah, they will. I, I, well, I think they will. Um, but um, it'll be a good game. I think the Sharks will be right in it defensively. The Sharks are, are really good. I think they had a pretty decent game with them last time they played. Yeah, look. I've gone for Penrith because they're at home and at the moment, um, you know, they're the hot favourite to win the comp, mm. so you'd expect them to win a game at home like this, but um, I wouldn't say the Sharks are totally out of it, put it that way. I think this next game is the toughest game for the round, Baz. It is the Rabbitohs taking on the Storm, 7.35. It is at a course stadium. The Rabbitohs and the Storm, it's, uh, yeah, wow. I tell you what, who would have thought that uh, the Storm would lose three in a row? But... Uh, They've got, to, they've got to come right sooner or later, don't they? I know, obviously, Pappenhausen is out and out for the season, most likely. They've got some big issues, the uh, the Storm, but they've got to come right sooner or later. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, Trace, to be honest. You reckon? Um, I mean, I've tipped, I've tipped Melbourne, but this, mm. as you say, this was mm. the game that I agonised over and, and thought long and hard and almost tipped south. Latrell's mm. um, in sensational form, um, and they're sort of playing with a lot of confidence south, so... And Melbourne, well, another defeat last week. Pappenhausen is a massive out mm. for them. And mm. and they're just, just not the Melbourne that we've come to know in previous seasons. And, and I, I don't know whether it's because they're in a slump or whether it's just because they're a little bit on the slide. And we, they've lost a lot of players in the last three or four years. And you just think to yourself, well, we've said it before, mm. that uh, they're not going to be as strong as what they were last year. And they and they have been right through. But this year, there's there's some cracks there. And, and uh, look, they've still got some gun players. Obviously, the halves are, are super players. The, the hooker and, and the, well, the two hookers mm. are, are great players. And they've still got some forwards there. But I just... I don't know. I think with Pappenhausen gone, then then they're vulnerable, and I can I can seriously see South winning this game. As I say, I've tipped the Storm, but with absolutely no confidence whatsoever that they'll bounce back. Look, I've tipped the Storm at this point in time. As you say, I can change mine um, for the my Newcastle live tipping competition. I can't with you. I'll, I will stick where I where I am. But uh, yeah, firing through the final two games of uh, of round nineteen, we've got the Bulldogs taking on the Titans. <laughs> Yeah, toss a coin. Oh, really? Like, if you and I go the Titans, the Bulldogs will win. If we go the Bulldogs, yeah, the Titans well, will win. You watch. Yeah. I've gone the Bulldogs, yeah. so that gives the Titans probably some hope. Yeah, I'm with you there. Well, and, I'm, and I'm hoping the Titans get beat, actually, because I need them to run. We need them to run last, probably. Yeah, we do, we do. The final game for Round 19 is the Cowboys taking on the West Tigers. I've gone the Cowboys, uh, especially based on last week's uh, form from the Tigers. I can't see them getting beaten again. No, the ca- yeah, the Cowboys will bounce back. They'll win this one. Mm. No Brett Kamali, the coach, who's got COVID, so he won't be going. Not that that will matter too much to the West Tigers, probably their performance. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you can't tip against the Cows. Well, we said that last week as well, remember? Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it's a different... You're talking about West Tigers and, and Cronulla. I know. Different totally story. different opposition. Yeah, It is. It is. Yep. What's, the, uh, what's the podcast for this week? Uh, this week, Robert Rip Taylor. Oh, Rip Taylor! Wow. Yes. There, a there's legend, a blast from the legendary, past. A legendary coach who's been um, coaching for forty years, Trace. 
And uh, years. Wow. he's now living up at Coffs Harbour. Um, he's been in the NRL system, you know, in the New South Wales Cup system for for years and years and years. But he's now looking after his sick dad up at um, Coffs Harbour, and he's mm. coaching up there. So, got oh, a great that'd be a great one. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Although Rip's memory, I think he's had a few. Well, he even admitted I've had a few concussions, so the memory's not as good <laughs> as it used to be. But I actually told him a few things about his career that he'd either forgotten or didn't know. So there you go. Oh God, love him. Yeah, he's probably already forgotten them. They're gone, gone long ago. God bless him. Thank you so yeah. much for your time, Baz. Really appreciate it. Either way, next week uh, we'll both either do well or both fail. So. You know. Well, I've been on the slide a bit the last few you weeks, have. so I, I need I need a decent round. So you do. I, you I've, do. I've peaked too early. That's what you told me. You told me I was peaking too early. Yeah, well, that was very early in the peak. Yeah. I was, but I sort of peaked mid mid season. And now I'm now I'm sliding into the playoffs, which no. is not a good sign. No, I've got faith in you. I've got faith you recover. Well, I hope you do well on the weekend. Put it that way. Same with you. Thank you, my friend. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll catch up soon. See you, Trey. Thanks, Baz. Bye. That is Barry Tui from the Newcastle Herald. Make sure you grab a look at uh, at his column every Saturday. Fantastic, uh, fantastic piece. And in particular, his podcasts are just amazing. If you've uh, been following the Knights for a long, long time, some of the stories that uh, that you'll see in and around Barry's uh, podcasts are just incredible. Newcastle in the Morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.